Simplified Chaos, episode 150. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to help you lead a more intentional life. This is Simplified Chaos. everybody welcome to simplify chaos this is jillian and i'm with nicholas my partner and you know that co-host <laughs> what's going on folks don't know what kind of accent jilly was trying to go with there but we gangsta. promise we, she won't do that again it's gangsta nick maybe not gangsta mom can't promise anything on this podcast <laughs> We hope you all are having an amazing week. We've got another great episode here for you today. Jilly, what are we going to dive into? How we're living off of one income. Yeah. I'm excited for this one. It's possible. Anybody can do it. Yeah, I think. I didn't think that before. So uh, yeah, it's we... going to be cool to reflect and just kind of share our experience. We were definitely in that boat where we never thought it was possible, but... We've made believers out of ourselves, and we want to talk a little bit how we, we got to where we are today. But before we dive into that, as always, we love to show some gratitude. So, Jilly, what are you grateful for this week? I am uber grateful for our diet changes. Yeah. <laughs> Food changes. Um, so if I were to give this a label, kind of what we're doing, I think originally you were thinking of carnivore diet, but yeah. really... Give me that I, meat. I think the route that it's become is more of the sapien diet, mm. which is focusing on mostly on whole foods, um, meat, you know, full fat dairy, which we've always done. Mm-hmm. Um, basically trying to wean ourselves away from anything with ingredients on listed on it. Yeah. And it was a little tricky at first, but now it's like it has streamlined and made grocery shopping so much less stressful not that it was stressful just that when i went i knew that you know there was a lot i thought i needed to get and then you know educating ourselves and learning some new things about i guess plants that aren't really necessarily the best for us digestively it was just kind of like this awakening and it's been really cool when i go to the grocery store it's like i'm not really getting all the things now it's it's pretty streamlined to just meat, not just, you know, full fat cottage cheese and even kind of tailoring and um, scaling back the processed, quote unquote, processed foods, the healthiest of the bunch that I thought from Lucille. And I didn't, I thought that was going to be really difficult and we've kind of changed some rhythms and it's been really cool to see Lucille eat a lot more whole foods because the options have become less at home. And that was the key to having her change those rhythms was these are the options, Lucille. Yeah. And we're (laughs) going to have to dive into that a little bit more in an upcoming episode. But yeah, it's, it's kind of cool to tease how, how that's been going. And yeah, it's, it is largely a meat based diet with all these other whole foods kind of, supplementing you know that but it's been great you know we've we kind of started it a little bit in our trip in arizona but like it really like as soon as we got back it was like all right let's let's dive right into this and it takes a little bit it's a little bit of a learning curve but i think we've uh we're starting to get a nice balance here 
Yeah, I'm excited to experience it more and see the benefits. And so far, I've been journaling about it and feeling good. And grocery shopping is a lot easier. So it's a win-win in my book. And we get to support local farmers, which is so awesome. Hell yeah. But yeah, that was a long-winded one for me. So sorry. Yeah, no, we'll we'll definitely talk more about that in an upcoming episode and, and what specifically that we're eating. I'm grateful for... I don't even know how to describe it, but just Saturday night with the whole kind of like separate date night slash double date night, but not really kind of a date night kind of deal. So we made a very impromptu trip back to Maryland because uh, my mother-in-law got this really cool um, like animatronic dinosaur tour for us to take that was that was close to home. And so we were like, well, let's not just drive up there for that. Let's, you know, see the family, make make a day out of it. And I hadn't seen a, a good friend of mine in a long time. And I was like, man, I'm going to see if he wants to, to catch up on, on Saturday night. And you were like, yeah, that's cool. You know, I, I may see if my friend wants to catch up. But, you know, I may just hang out with, you know, with my family. I'm not really sure. So on Friday night, you're kind of like, we, we had a couple cocktails and you're like, yeah, you should, you know, go to this one spot that we always go to in Baltimore called 1157 bar. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Little did I know, like the next morning you were, uh, on the horn with your friends saying, Hey, let's go to 1157 bar. So we had like separate friend dates at the same place, but then, you know, we were all actually kind of friends together. So you actually, you walked into the bar after us and you sat like four bar stools away from us. And then actually it wasn't that, it was like two bar stools away from us, but still like we were kind of on a corner and you were in the middle bar and this place is small. But then there was this couple or the party of three that came in and, the, and this place fills up pretty quickly. There's not a lot of tables. And so I was like, well, there's four bar stools available, but there's not three in a row. So we invited you ladies down to, to join us and we had a, a pretty pretty damn good time. And it was just awesome to, to reconnect with, you know, some of, I would say are both of our really good friends. So yeah, no, it was just a, a really cool night. I'm grateful we had the opportunity to, you know, drive to Maryland for, for 24 hours and, and have that experience that we had this past weekend. Yeah, it was pretty epic. And I got a free birthday drink and I yeah, was just did. like, Nick gets to observe that I'm talking to a guy. Jill still got some moves out there. And I still got it, but not really, because I'm just being my goofy self. (laughs) But it was kind of interesting, like, the dynamic of, like, I'm a single lady with my girlfriend here, and then my husband's over there (laughs) just, like, watching me talk to this guy, very friendly, and he was, you know, just sharing his story. And he was like, it's your birthday, let me get you a birthday drink. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, Nick. Yeah. And the bartenders there are just amazing. We just had an overall great time. It was a, a, just an amazing experience. Good food, good cocktails, good people. You can't ask for anything more. No, it, w- it was an epic weekend. Yeah. Thanks, Mom, for babysitting. Hell yeah. <laughs> you rock. <laughs> All right. So let's dive into this, Jilly. This is, we, we don't talk about money often, but I love talking about money. Like, that's one of my favorite things to, to discuss. And yeah. it's not like we have a, a shit ton of it. We have no, enough, no, but totally. I, it's one of my favorite topics to talk about. So how do you want to kick this one off here? Well, I really wanted to share our journey on how we're able to live on one income because I was definitely that person that I'm like, it's not possible. Like there's no way because of our situation. You know, we lived in a very large family house, 3000 square foot. 
it was in Maryland. Um, cost of living was expensive and we had a lot of bills to pay and we had a lot of maintenance to do. And, you know, looking at some of the debt we had when we first started and everything, it was just like, you could not even see that dream happening. And, you know, I think it all started when that really simple step of just saying, just having that conversation of like, what do we value? And this was all when I was pregnant and we talked about our values and it was a lot of experiences and travel and good food and family and friends. And ever since that, it's kind of streamlined how we spend money Mm -hmm. and the small changes we've made along the way to live the life, our, our quote unquote dream life on a budget, so to say. And it doesn't feel like it's on a budget. No. It's just, and I I wanted to share our story, and it may not be super detailed. We'll try to keep this, you know, high level, (laughs) concise. But I just wanted to share like the nuance of this topic because I know some some of you might hear that like, oh, they're living just off of the husband's income or the the woman's income, and you're like, or the partner's income, whatever you know, gender, and some people may cringe and be like, I could never do that. Like they must make a lot of money. And I'm here to tell you that it's a myth and that it could be the case, but for our story, it's not like Nick makes a very good amount, but it's not like, Oh my God, he's making like 200 grand. No wonder they're living on, you know, off of one income. And our story is so yeah, I mean, not I don't the even, case. I don't even make six <laughs> figures. I'd, I'd love to make that, but I don't even make six figures. So no. And, yeah. and our story is very much so where it's been a long road to get here it's been i guess maybe five years to kind of get where we are yeah i mean when when we think about it i think both you and i valued very early on is not having a car payment yeah like that was (laughs) one of the biggest things that both you and i aimed for and so it was very interesting like when you and i first got together i don't remember if i had a car payment or not no i definitely didn't have a car payment when you and i first started dating when i had the the scion tc and then you definitely didn't either with your your civic is this civic honda civic si yeah yeah si i'm (laughs) I'm sorry but then like both of our cars were like at end of life right at the same time um just after we got married and so i bought a used car and you bought a used car and then you traded in your used car because you're like, I didn't, you know, what's the point of having this large payment? You know, I, I really don't understand the reason why I'm doing that. So you traded in and bought something even cheaper. And the nice thing about that was, was both we were both able to pay our cars off relatively quickly because we both despise having that payment. We were just like, yeah, let's throw all our money at that and make sure that we don't have that bill anymore. Yeah, and there are so many factors to our story. Like, we knew that we wanted to have less bills. I feel like most people do. Like, I want less overhead of what I have to pay for. Mm-hmm. and But we still want to live the life that we value. So our journey was definitely, like, it's not black and white. It's not like this. these are the three things we did. It was very much <laughs> like we kept making small changes to create the life where we didn't have a lot of financial responsibility. So we could, or responsibility in that it wasn't adding value to our life per se. Like it wasn't as fun to spend money on that. Like spending money to, you know, pay for gas to mow your lawn. It's not that exciting to spend a lot of money on, you know, yard work and maintenancing all these 
you know, repairing a roof, like thinking of these big payments where it's like, we can't do A, B, and C because we have to pay for this for the house, or we have to do this for the house, or we have a car payment. So our basically our goal was to cut as most of that stuff as we could. And it kind of unfolded where the biggest overhead was living in Maryland, where the cost of living is is pretty high. Right. And our house. It wasn't just the house payment. It was everything that came with the house. It was a very large house. So there was a lot to keep up with and maintenance and that all, I don't think people sometimes, I mean, I definitely didn't see it. I should say my perspective. When you look at a house, it's like, oh, it only costs this much money. But really, it's so much more than that because of all of the things you have to do to keep up with the house and maintenance and roofs and HVAC systems and, you know, all the other things that happen. So I think the biggest decision that we slowly got to was we sold our house and we picked an area that we fell in love with that the cost of living was cheaper. Yeah. No, I I mean, this, we were always on the lookout for that kind of thing. And even when we were in the old house, like we did things to, to save on money. You know, we, we set thermostats to certain levels. Like I invested in a Nest thermostat because it was a lot easier for us to, to monitor energy usage and, and change it and do an eco um, mode just in, if, if it was a nice day. So like we were very conscious about that. We cut out Netflix because that was just a cost that was ramping up. We got rid of traditional cable and, and went to YouTube TV because it was cheaper. You're not paying for boxes every month. So like... All those things add up over the course of the year. I mean, saving 40 bucks a month, you know, from not having the boxes for cable. I mean, just just think of the the savings there and, and that extra money in your pocket. So, yeah, that was that was part of it beforehand, but then, you know, we're like, yeah, let's, you know, the the pandemic offered an, an opportunity for for me to work remotely and and you know, work remotely permanently which didn't tie us down to that area anymore. And so we were like, let's look in the Charlottesville area because we absolutely fell in love with this, this place. And we found a house that is basically half the size of our, our previous house square footage wise. It's in a cheaper area. Now I will say water is dramatically more expensive than where we were. But because of the house we have built with the the propane and, and the you know electricity, we're saving money overall on utilities there. But like cheaper, you know, taxes in this area, the the um, property taxes are cheaper. So like it, it's all these things that that add up that you really don't think about in those day to day, which are just putting a little extra money in our pocket, you know, which could be used for for groceries, which could be used for entertainment for for travel and whatnot yeah and um oh crap what was i gonna say (laughs) no like all of that was kind of deciding that we want to align how we spend our money with what we value so the fact that we did downsize was so rad because we don't have to put as much things in our house because it's a lot smaller. So you don't have that, that feeling of a requirement. Like I have to fill my house with all of these things Mm -hmm. because I have three, four bedrooms and a full basement. Like we decided intentionally that we don't want a basement. We don't want to feel like we have to fill a space. We didn't use our basement in our old house, barely. And we wanted to make sure that every nook and cranny of our house was used. And we were felt confident that with the layout of this house, it was going to be great. 
And I think something that maybe I didn't think about when you hear about people living off one income, you don't think about the mindset shift that you have to have Mm, to make this happen. I think if we were very stern and I don't want to say closed minded, but very wanted to be comfortable in our living situation, like Maryland was comfortable. We knew everybody. We knew where to go. We didn't need a GPS to go to places. It was like (laughs) we were born and raised there. So the fact that we had to change our mindset on, you know what, if if we really want a life with more financial freedom, we're going to have to bust out of this comfort box, this comfort zone of everything feeling so good and warm, like to try something new and to go outside the box and have a little, you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but we're going to figure it out. So we definitely had to treat it like an experiment too. Like everything, we had no vision of like really moving to Virginia. That was never on the plan, but The fact that we had done a lot of work ahead of time, just focusing on we're going to be flexible, we can get creative, and Virginia is not that far. So we definitely had to have an open mind to make this situation happen, which I think the mindset part a lot of people don't talk about when it comes to making your life have more financial freedom. Yeah, and and, you know that's definitely a a huge part of that. Like you said, this kind of came out of left field, but... We've talked about this in, in previous episodes, especially the the podcast from last year when we were going through the transition from moving from Maryland to Virginia, that, you know, basically it just seemed seamless because we had done all these things to kind of prep us for this moment. Like everything just seemed like it was happening for the right reason. And I think a lot of that was because of our mindset and because of the, you know, the, the budgets that we had set for ourselves be, you know, prior to this, you know, we were very conscious about where, where our money was going. So like any, like any change that you need to, to make, it all starts with a plan. And it's, it's really a understanding where your money is going. Like currently B identify those areas that are, are wasteful. Like, you know, look at your, your cell phone bills. And in some cases you may be able to save 20, $40 by, switching where your payment comes out of. Like if you're paying with a credit card, if you switch that over to coming directly out of your checking account, you may actually be able to save 30 to $40 a month. Like there is just a lot of things that you can, when you understand your budget and can see where your money's going and why it's going there. And if you can like dive in deeper on each one of those like utilities or anything like that to see if there's any ways to save money, you'll be amazed about how much that that really kind of opens up over the the course of the month. Um, Then it's, you know, really being mindful of when you're going out and and how much you're spending. You know, are you spending money on lunch or are you packing your lunch every day? Are you going out to dinner every night or every other night? Like there's, there's all these changes that you can potentially make in order to really like bolster your, your income, but not only, and, and not to say that your income is going up, but just to have more money available to offer you that flexibility to, to make changes that align with your values. And, you know, as Jill kind of opened up, like you getting pregnant with Lucille was like kind of the, the catalyst for a lot of the changes in our lives for us, solidifying our values for us, starting this podcast and really just kind of sharing our experiences throughout the way. But that plan started a long time ago and which allowed us to make this shift and, and allowed us to do something else we value. And, and, and that is, you know, educating our daughter and, and in a way that we want to do that. And so, you know, homeschooling is very much on the table for us because we have this, this option and we've made this 
um, you know, plan to, to be, um, I don't want to say financially independent because we're not that, but you know, to have more flexibility when it comes to financial flexibility. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just awesome. And, and you know, I, I, I will kind of say on another note, you know, when we sold the house back in Maryland, we sold it in a market that was very seller friendly, extremely seller friendly. It still is too. But... And, and, and it still is to this day, but because we did so well in the house and we, we downsized, one thing that we, we made a very, very mindful decision was is not to go ham when it comes to filling this house up, as Jill alluded to earlier. Like, we don't have a kitchen table. We, we went back and forth, like, should we buy a kitchen table? It's like, most houses have a kitchen table. And we're like, no, we've got this island that we, we can all gather around. We don't need a kitchen table. And there's just like a lot of these things where it's just like, you know, we're not going to just fill stuff in to fill stuff. We're not going to like be in a rush to like put shelves up and, and all these things. Like we, we've done some of that, but we've made very mindful and budget friendly decisions when it comes to those kinds of things. Yeah. And I think what helps make the, the bigger changes that if you do or decide not to make to have more financial flexibility, what does help is that kind of having a little safety net. So knowing that this was a possibility, like Nick and I were saving money. We're putting money into our retirement account. We hired a financial advisor. Like we educated ourselves with Dan, Dave Ramsey and other financial advisors out there who were giving money about how to make good investments or how to save money or how to get out of debt. Like this whole time, we were building like a safety net for our education in our minds and also in our bank accounts and in our investments. So mm -hmm. that way, when this transition did happen, it felt, it felt, didn't feel as scary because I had saved an emergency fund worth of money, you know, cause I was working full time. It's like, you know what, if this is to happen, this big change, I want to make sure that I have at least six months worth of pay ready mm -hmm. to go. So that way we don't feel stressed out and we can kind of ebb and flow and figure out what this situation is going to look like and how our budget's going to be and how it's going to shift and change. So the whole time we were definitely like conscious of spending, but also saving money, educating ourselves. So mm -hmm. that way, when we got to this point, we weren't freaking out and like stressing out over what are we going to do if we can't make this bill or that bill it was like, we're good. We have a little safety net that was over five years worth in the making of just putting money away. So it made this kind of shift in our finances so much easier in a way, especially for me where I've been making my own money for 12 years and all of a sudden I'm not. It was like I had this great fund in my account that I could use my own money to do what I wanted to do. And now we're getting to the point, and this is why we're talking about this episode, <laughs> is because that those funds are finally like dripping dry. And I'm like, all right, Nick, like, now let's figure out what the next shift is going to be because now I, I I don't have any I'm well, I'm low on funds right now from my teaching days and um, I may be picking up some side work I may not so we're kind of figuring out what the new flow is going to look like but overall like we're living pretty comfortably and living the way we want uh, and how we value I think yeah and, and that was all part of the plan is 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 understanding that you know we we still have this money set aside for. Um, you know, groceries and, and doing things. And so like, you know, you definitely were like, we're going to figure this whole thing out, but like we are able to sustain on, on what we have and, you know, we will make adjustments as, as we see fit, you know, we do look at our, our budget pretty often and, and just kind of make sure that we're all aligned here. 
So yeah, you know, there, there are going to be some challenges, you know, especially when there is one income, there can be some challenges, but as long as you've done the preparation and, and, you know, can identify any of those challenges that might come up. Like for me, I have at least six months salary saved up as well. You know, for me being the, the person who's bringing in the income, if I lose my job, then we need to make sure that we're still paying the bills. And that gives me ample time to potentially find something else. If something, you know, God forbid was to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just really kind of thinking of all those, those different things, but you know, it, it, it is possible to, to do these things. And, you know, everybody's situation is different. You know, some people might have a little bit more debt than other people, but like you can start today and, you know, start making a plan to a, you know, cut down any debt that, that you don't need, you know, whether it's car or credit card debt, um, you know, student loans are, is, is a little bit more of a tougher challenge, um, just because those seem to, you know, be larger and, and, you know, have a longer payback period. But, you know, if you can manage to get credit card debt down, like we, we use our credit cards every month, but we pay them off. Um, it's really like more of a, a resource for us to get rewards and some extra dollars. And that's, you know, another that's thing another is, is taking advantage of, some of the rewards programs, like I do a cashback cards, like I don't do any of the miles or anything like that. I mean, we don't travel every month or every other month, you know, on an airplane. So like that just didn't work for me, but I have a card where I get 3% cash back on groceries, uh, 2% back on gas and then 1% on, on everything else. And so like over the course of time that adds up, I was joking with Jill I think over the weekend and said, I, you know, we've, we've kind of switched to barefoot shoes, which that's probably like another topic to, totally. to talk about, <laughs> but I haven't paid for any of them and they're, they're not cheap shoes either. They're, they're, they're pretty expensive shoes, but I've used the points or the rewards that I've gotten on my credit card to pay for, for both pairs that I have. And I'm getting ready to get another pair just because I'm getting rid of all my regular shoes and we're, we're switching to the, uh, the barefoot where, where are the, where are those people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And something I kind of had a revelation when I was kind of taking notes on like all the things we've done that have kind of led us here on this journey is that because we value experiences and travel so much, and that's how we decided that we want to gift our family and friends. Like we want to go out to dinner with them or mm. we want to go on a trip with them because we've changed the way that we gift our parents and our family have kind of changed the way they gift to us. So we actually don't pay for every vacation or trip we go on, which is kind of interesting because now our family and friends buy us gift certificates for Airbnb or they'll pay for a weekend getaway. So it's kind of crazy how the more you start to live and act on how, on what you value Mm -hmm. and share that with your friends and family, then we're kind of getting those gifts back in return, which has ultimately given us more travel and experiences that aren't necessarily coming out of our pocket, but it's, it's been a really cool experience seeing that shift in our families and the way they gift us. And we're all there for it. Like, yeah, like getting an Airbnb gift certificate is like gold for us. Cause we're like, yeah, so we can have another getaway with Lucille or go off, you know, as a couple. So it's been really cool seeing how now we're being given, um, experiences and travel, which is something that we've, you know, have valued for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we love giving experiences ourselves. You know, we, we, we've done things where we've traveled with your family or we go out to a really awesome, amazing dinner with my family. And, and it's just, yeah, I mean, it, I, I wouldn't trade those things for everything. They're, they're such great experiences and, 
you know, definitely worth it. So, and, and that's another thing that, that I budget for is, is holidays. Like holidays don't go on a credit card for us, you know, and it's, you know, when we talk about us giving experiences, it's like, that's already, you know, paid for. Like it's, and for me, it's, it's $30 a paycheck, you know, going into, to just this fund. So it's like, just thinking of these things ahead of time and, and getting ahead of them, like can just make things a lot easier. So automating, automating like and just going away and accounts. That's gotta yeah. be, but it's a budget. It's a budget. And, and, you know, one of the things that we didn't touch on is, you know, you did mention, you know, we were putting a lot of money into retirement. You know, that was something we had to adjust in order for us to, to adjust to a single income. Yeah, we, we had to adjust and, and not put in as much as, you know, what we were before. You obviously with, with, you know, with no income coming in right now, we kind of like put a pause on that. Yeah. But, you know, you've also were well ahead of the game. <laughs> not me so much. But so, yeah, I mean, we're not living the same lifestyle as we were before and, and you know, putting in as much money in, into retirement. But, you know, we made those adjustments because we knew that this is what we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And we also had a kind of a reflection on like, well, you know, who knows if we'll ever even get to retirement age? You don't know yeah. what's going to happen in life. Yeah. So we're going to trickle in That's retirement. That's a whole other topic, too. Well, we got to write this shit down, <laughs> we Jill. Got, <laughs> we got to trickle in retirement life now because I've heard way too many stories of people who've retired and then like they fall asleep and they never wake up or something happens and you know they tragically die and it's like i'm not waiting to live my life and go on vacations and do all the things it's like how can we trickle in retirement now and make our life fun and not feel like we're waiting till we retire like let's fucking quote unquote like have a retirement type life now and work and play and have fun and kind of have that ebb and flow of all of it like i feel like it's it's totally possible and it is possible like this yeah. is why we're speaking about it because I know it's not black and white and there's a lot of ups and downs and planning involved and it's not something that happens over a day. And, uh, do you hear something? Yeah, it's fire trucks. Oh. You never, almost never hear them around here. I, was just <laughs> I like, thought Lucille was, I was crying. I was like, there's either a really crazy dog outside crying, like <laughs> hysterically, but yeah, no, that was, that was a, one of the rare emergency vehicles going by our neighborhood. Oh gosh. But, um. <laughs> Anyway, so the reason we wanted to put this out there was just that it was not a smooth road and it, it had many ups and downs. It was a lot of planning, a lot of discussions, a lot of value talking and, you know, making changing changes, directions, you know, yeah. small little sacrifices, realizing what are our needs and our wants and what, you know, what is just the, the bullshit that's getting in the way or the distractions that we're spending money on that really could go towards something else that we really value versus just, I don't know, fluff. Yeah. But yeah, no, we're, we're here to say that it is possible. Everybody's path is different, but start by, you know, making a plan and, you know, ebb and flow as you need to. And, and you know, make sure you have that, that end goal in sight. So yeah, anything else, Jill? Or? One more thing is just, I think this was really big for my perspective and my journey was just like not comparing your life to anybody else's. Yes, huge. Um, because... 
I mean, it's your life. It's going to be uniquely different and it's going to look on your, it's going to be on your own terms or your own family's terms. So really being strong and bold in your decisions and knowing that this is what's best for your family, even though it may look unconventional or really, really different than everybody else's around you. I mean, I think the proof is in the pudding. If you're happy and you're thriving and you're loving your life, like keep going in that direction. And, um, Oh, just gratitude. I feel like saving money also comes back to gratitude. I don't need all the things. I don't need the newest fad boots. I don't need the new purse. I don't have to have the new toys for Lucille, even though she says, I want that. I want that on commercials. (laughs) It's being really heavily grounded in gratitude and sharing those rituals with your family and your kids, if you have them. And just that what I have is enough. And that is all the filler like I need in my body like it that just has helped us live a life so much fuller and more meaningful just knowing that what we have is enough and you know if we have each other then that's everything I need so gratitude has really kind of helped streamline the way we spend money as well yeah no I, I couldn't have said that better and that's a that's a great last point there Jilly all right well do you have some resources for our listeners today I do. I found a blog post that was titled How We Afford to Live on One Income, and they just give some, I guess you would call them tips or pointers. Tips. And a lot of them align to- Just the tip. Just the tip. All right. The first one is um, see where you can spend more initially- Man, I'm, sorry. There's fire trucks out there. I don't know there. if they can there's, hear it. There, there must be something going on here in old uh, Palmyra. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm wondering if you can hear it on here. Yeah. Anyways, um. the tips. <laughs> All right. So the first tip they have is to see where you can spend more initially, initially in order to save long term. So some bills, such as car insurance, work out cheaper if you pay upfront annually, which I didn't know. Set aside some money each month to cover this cost for renewal each year, and you'll end up saving in the long run. Think of other places you can spend a little more on in order to save overall. Perhaps maybe buying in bulk some food items and storing them, or can actually oh, can actually reduce the cost. Perhaps a coffee machine will save you money on takeout coffee. Um, another tip they have is just that to will ha- save you a lot of money, right? Oh, Holy but- crap. Um, the other tip they have is to have clear financial goals. It doesn't matter if it's to reduce your working hours, become a housewife, pay off debt, buy a house or save for the future. Know why you're doing it and keep that dream front and center in your mind. The next one they have is get comfortable talking about money with your significant other. That's huge. It doesn't matter who takes charge of the budget or who is quote unquote better with finances. It's different for every married couple, but you do need to be able to have frank discussions about what you spend and both know what you're working towards. And I think that was huge. Just like communicating what we value and like, what's our income? What do I like spending money Mm -hmm. on? You know, like just normalizing the money talk early on. Yeah. And we've had that conversation before. Like you and I did a whole episode on why we have separate bank accounts. So oh, yeah, like it's it's crucial for us to have those conversations about about money and about, you know, when your account might be low or whatnot. It's just like you have to have those conversations. I, I can't see into your, you know, yeah. what's going on with you and you can't see what's going on with mine. But 
we talk about this stuff so mm-hmm. you do get to see it like how much money can i spend going out on a date tomorrow night like yeah. that's a good question i should ask <laughs> ten dollars <laughs> hope you're going to 7-eleven oh god never um i used to love their nachos and cheese pump that you used to pump oh, the cheese geez. out of that machine when i when i used to go to the pool those days i felt really cool paying for like my own nacho lunch oh man what was it doing to my mm, poor body yeah <laughs> Um, they have two more tips. Um, give yourself grace. You'll likely make a few mistakes here and there. Don't beat yourself up if you go over budget or forget to plan something in. It's a learning experience. And if you give up at the first hurdle, you won't get anywhere. Just pick yourself up and keep trying. That's right. And the last one they have is budget for what brings you joy. You don't have to give up absolutely everything fun in pursuit of financial freedom or financial flexibility. If a magazine, fresh flowers, or a house plant is important to you, then put it on your budget. Then you can enjoy it with zero guilt knowing that it's accounted for. The important thing to remember is that real life and fun still needs to happen. It's just more, quote unquote, curated now. I like that. That's a good one. I like that one a lot. I liked they ended with that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Any quotes of the day there, Jilly? Yeah, I got a good one. Oh, give it to us. By Henry David Thoreau. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. I think it's French, and I'm probably pronouncing it Henry David Thoreau? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that right? I think that's it. All right. Here's his quote. I make myself rich by making my wants few. think about it. if you have the mindset you know i have what i need every i have what is enough you could save a lot of money by switching to geico oh geez i just <laughs> you led set you to me that. up for I that did. one damn bad dad joke anyway jilly take action challenge as more sirens going on in the financial <laughs> financial flexibility is possible just gonna put that out there it's yes. possible do it (laughs) (laughs) all right folks well that's going to do it for today's episode if you like this episode please do us a favor and help us spread the message you can do this by writing review or simply by sharing this episode with a friend and remember sharing sparks a conversation conversation leads to action and action is how we're able to live a happy and intentional as hell lifestyle as jilly bangs her phone against the table (laughs) we want to thank you all for listening today and we will see you all again next week (gasps) See y'all later.